welcome to Side Hustle City. And thanks for joining us. Our goal is to help you connect to real people who found success turning their side hustle into a main hustle. And we hope you can too. I'm Adam Kaler. I'm joined by Kyle Stevie, my co-host. Let's get started. All right, welcome back everybody to the Side Hustle City podcast. Kyle Stevie is remote this uh, this week. Kyle, with, with, yeah, zooming from the uh, blurred background, which I assume is his house. I think I see a fireplace back there. Here, I'll show it to you. There you go. We also got Kenny Cannon. Kenny, thanks for joining us, man. We, we've been trying yeah, to get you on the show for a couple forward weeks. To it. Looking yeah. forward to it. Thanks. Thanks. All the way from Long Island. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. We talked a little <laughs> bit about it. Yeah, well, it seems like a lot of the New Yorkers are moving down to uh, Florida now. There's like a uh, just like a crazy amount going down there. Well, here's the story behind that, right? So I, we're a blended family. I was divorced uh, 14 years ago, I think, or 13 years ago. So um, I'm kind of like I have a calendar next to me that counts down until the kids are 18, and it's Cocoa Beach time for sure. There you go. Yeah, my dad was in Melbourne, so yeah, he wasn't far from Cocoa Beach, and we would go down there. He lived down there maybe four years or something, but it was always good to go down there, and then, I mean, if you're into surfing, that'd be a great place to go surfing, too. We are down there a lot, actually. Um, I I don't surf, but I love to fish. It's like the one thing that I love to do, and our kids are homeschooled, so we have the opportunity to kind of go whenever we want, So, so we spend probably about three or four weeks of the winter down in Florida every year. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, we were, my daughter's dying for me to transfer down to one of our office, either in Charleston or um, Port Lauderdale. Yeah, I've been to Charleston, too, and I like that area a lot. The one problem I have with Charleston is the paper mill. If the, if the wind blows the wrong way, freaking deadly. Oh, I didn't think of that. The smell is terrible. If yeah, it depends blows on where, the wrong way. Depends on where you're at in Charleston, yeah. But like those islands, like uh, I forget the name of the islands. There's some islands that are just south of Charleston that are beautiful. Chinko Tig yeah. Island, and uh, there's another one. Uh, there's Chinko Tig, and there's Isle of Palms. Yeah, Isle of Palms. Yep, James, yep. That's the James one. Daniels right Island, James Island. Yeah, those yep. really yeah, nice area down there. We go there every year for our vacation. My wife and my daughter are there right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I like that a lot down there. It's nice. So tell us a little bit about uh, about what you got going on here, and and you know what. What drives you? Uh, what what got you into entrepreneurialism? Uh, you know, you you own the Virtual Closing Academy. We talked a little bit about it before the the podcast here. But tell the tell our our listeners here. You know, what 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 are you all about? What got you into entrepreneurialism? Yeah. So basically, uh, my company, Virtual Closing Academy, we train high ticket closers and appointment setters. We're very mission driven. Uh, The reason why I chose to do what I do is because I believe that if I can train someone to teach them how to close high ticket deals, then they can help a lot of people through that. Because a lot of the people that I work with, they end up in like fitness offers or even like marriage offers or parenting or finance, stuff like that. And that can, if you teach those people the right skills, they can it can change the entire family tree and trajectory of the family. And that's that's why we do what I do. How I ended up in entrepreneurship, it, it for me, it was kind of an accident. I've been selling my entire life. And uh, I believe that in business, sales is at least one of the most important things. I mean, you can get lead generation in there as well, I guess. But if you can't sell, it's going to be really tough to be an entrepreneur. So really didn't want to sell anyone else's stuff anymore. So I started just selling my own stuff. And that's kind of how I fell into it. 
Nice. Well, you're talking to the man right here, uh, Mr. Kyle Stevie. He has to train. <laughs> he has to train logistics uh, brokers at TQL, oh. which is what was second largest uh, logistics broker in the country. Kyle. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think we're either we're we may still be second, but we're we're closing fast. Yeah. So yeah. you, you got to teach I'm, salespeople I'm all day. In, I'm in sales. We have people that train under us, but it's not like a training class. They're working mm-hmm. stay all, all day long and you just basically tell show them how to do the job. And then right. they, after eight months, I'm sorry, six months or so they go out on their own and mm-hmm. responsible for finding their own book of business. Sure. Or, where you come in with the, with lead generation. What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. So were you, when you were, that's where like you would come in with like lead generation or teaching them how to generate the leads that they need to right. build their, their uh, funnel. Yeah. So, so we don't actually, the, what's, what's cool about what I do is we don't actually do any of that. So like oh, well, all we do is sit on a calendar all day. That's okay. pretty much it. So like the product owner would generate the leads. They'll do the VSLs. They'll do the ads. They'll do all that stuff. My people just take the calls from that. That's okay. it. All they do is take the calls. So, so that, and that's one of the things that a lot of people like about what I do is like, they don't have to do all the entrepreneur stuff, like build the funnel. They don't even have to get results from people. They don't have to create a product. None of that stuff that's done by the product owner. Um, and, and that's the thing, like that's that, that person is the expert, right? So just let them be the expert. You be the closer, you be the salesperson and just kind of help that person enroll and get the benefit of working with the expert and get the results they want. Well, shit, let's walk through this thing. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm confused on, sure. um, this is what this is what not ever being prepared for the podcast does for me. It makes me like <laughs> makes me learn. No, I we always I like I like not knowing what's going on so that I can ask the questions as they pop sure. up. So walk me through this. Um, who is your ideal client? Not your ideal client. Your your, your typical client. Typical client is, is yeah. It's one of two people. It's it's either a salesperson already, mm-hmm. who mortgages, cars, whatever, and they're just sick of doing the twelve hour days. And they want to get something where they can make similar amount of money. First of all, we're not one of those people out there that we don't talk about Lamborghinis and fraud. Like my whole thing is like, you're going to make a, a good income, 80, 90, a hundred, 110. If you're really good, 120, you know, from home about five or six hours a day, just closing deals, working a calendar. So we take salespeople from other industries and we put them into our program that, that they like that. And then also People who've tried all the other stuff, the affiliate marketing stuff and the SEO stuff and all that stuff works. There's all a place. There's a place for all of that, but it doesn't work for some people. Right. And this is something that I truly believe that if you just show up, you can get the result that you want, because it's a very weird industry. We have about a 30 percent complete laydown rate, like 30 percent of the people you talk to are buying, even if you screw it up, like they're just going to give you money no matter what you do. If you get good at it, you can get 60 or my, my fiance closes 85% of the people she talks to. So it, it most, it, it's something that anyone can really do if they just are willing to show up and put a little bit of effort into. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people to it. Okay. So explain a little bit about what they're selling. Like uh, there's people out there that have no clue. Like you guys are both in sales. So there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there like, okay, I'm confused. Like, how does this work? How do I get into it? What am I selling? Uh, just go down that for us really quick. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of people out there who have what's called high ticket offers, right? So that's an offer 
primarily over $5,000. And you probably, everyone that's listening to this probably saw ads on Facebook that say something like book a call and we'll talk or a free strategy session or whatever. And it's in all different industries. So we have offers that do piano lessons. We have offers that do photography. We have offers that do any kind of health and fitness stuff, relationship stuff, but they're all over the place. Tens of thousands of them and they're advertising all over the internet. All we do is come in and take those calls. So when you see that ad on Facebook, that ad is running to a VSL and a video sales letter, then a calendar and an application usually. And then my people will go in and take that application and talk to that person about that offer, see if it's a right fit for them. And if it is, they'll enroll them in the program, whether it's a $5,000 payment or whether it's a payment plan or they work out some sort of financing or whatever. That's primarily what we do. About 80% of our job is, is figuring out how the payment's going to work. So whether it's going to be a $5,000 payment up front or it's a financing thing or a payment plan, that's primarily what we do. But it's never our own products. It's always other people's stuff. So think about it. If, if the people that are listening to this are, are, are familiar with affiliate marketing, right? It's like that, but it's, it's very high ticket prices and you don't have to generate any traffic. And, and, yeah. give, the leads are given to you and the prices are five, 10, 50. I have someone with a $50,000 offer right now. Freaks me out a little bit, but they're doing pretty well all the way up to 50 grand. And the leads are given to you instead of you bringing the leads in. All you have to do is enroll them in the program. Now, that, do you, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Do you guys manage the ads in the, the, like the top of the funnel where these things are coming in from? Yeah, no. So we literally do nothing but work the calendar. Okay. Okay. So you're answering the calls. Are you doing emails too? Like, are you answering? Um, well, so, so yeah, that's a tricky one. So sometimes we will. So like in, I don't want to get too technical, but like sometimes there's a software called like, well, any kind of CRM, right? Mm -hmm. We primarily are using go high level and things like that, but any kind of CRM. So like sometimes 10 minutes before a call, we'll send out a text message through the CRM saying, Hey, I'm waiting in the zoom room. So I'm going to let you know, here's the link again, something like that. But other than that, that's pretty much it. You know, that that's pretty much all we do. If someone's a no show, which does happen, people don't show up to the call. Oh yeah. Then what we would do is we'd set after the, like we wait five or 10 minutes, something we'll send them a link to reschedule if they want to. But like, other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, and processing payments. And do you guys do now a lot of SaaS companies? So wait, you know, I used to own a SaaS company and, uh, you know, you always have a schedule a demo, right? I've got SaaS, I've got companies that do SaaS stuff in the real estate space right now. Um, probably long-term, I'd say over a year, you're probably going to spend five, maybe a little bit more for their software, but all Mm -hmm. over their website, book a demo, Mm -hmm. book a demo, book a demo. Now, do you guys train people? at the call center then on doing like a zoom and then like doing demos for these SaaS companies. Yep. It's all the same thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, it's all the same thing. So, so we have people that work with agencies. We have people that work with software service companies. It's, it's literally all the same thing when it comes to what we do. Um, because like sales as it, at its core is a transference of emotion whether it's a demo of something or whether it's just a script or whatever, it's me making them or the closer, whoever it is, making them believe what I believe is true, right? So if I believe that the software is the best thing for your company and you believe that I actually believe that, 
then my chance of closing you is relatively high. And on top of that, if I can convince you that your current situation is bad based off what you told me and your future paced situation, when I say something like in six months, what's your perfect outlook? Like, what does it look like, right? Everything's perfect. What does your life look like? If I can make you believe that the only way to get there is through this software that I'm giving you, then as long as I tie that all together, you're going to buy it every time. Yeah. much. Yeah. Right. So if I can transfer that emotion, it works. Yeah. Right? You're, so all you're doing is selling. Is when you have, go, go ahead. Yeah. All you're doing is selling emotion. I mean, in marketing, that's all we do. Yeah. We sell emotion, right? You, yep. what, yep, you know, you, you figure out who you're, I mean, and, and they've done a lot of this work already. The P, you know, your customers mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the day are our businesses. They've done the persona work. They figured out, you know, what the emotional triggers for their customer. Uh, and now do they pass those off to you? Do they say, Hey, look, we've done the persona work. We figured it out. Or do you guys kind of take a different approach or do you, is there a combination of the two? Yeah. So primarily it's done through an application. So I'm going to know um, basic stuff. I'm going to know obviously the person's name, email address, whatever, but I'm going to know uh, how much money they're making right now. I'm going to know what they want to, if it's a finance offer, right? If it's a fitness offer, it'll be what they weigh right now, what they want to lose in six months. But like, I'm going to know their current situation, where they want to be in six months or a year, depending on the application. I'm going to know when they want to start. I'm going to know, I'm going to say something in the application along the lines of like, look, to work with XYZ coaching company, it's a four figure investment. Are you willing to, already willing to invest in your business now? Yes, no, I'm open to financing. Those are our three options. Um, So I'm going to know if they have the money to do it. So they're going to be a qualified prospect. I'm not going to know much other than that though. It's just the application. And a lot of times there are people that work with appointment setters that like, they want to send me the, the, all my people, the, um, the conversations. I tell them, don't do that because all that's going to do is get, get in their head. Right. I don't want them to know anything that's been said. All I want to know is the application person's name, put me on the phone with them and let me do my thing. Love and that's primarily what we get as, as far as information goes. So I've been through this. I like, um, it took me a while to wrap my brain around this. I don't know why it was so hard for me. So time, let's say I was talking to someone, um, it was like, it was like a bank on yourself type or deal where, you know, you use whole life to, um, finance things, mm-hmm. through whatever. This was like five years ago. I was talking to this guy and I was talking to him three or four times. And there's a lot of qualifying questions and all this other stuff. And then once we got to the point where it was like, okay, it's a go, my contact changed. And I went to someone else. So is this, a, is this, is this a same, not the same idea where you're well, that, so, so they, they, they transferred you to somebody else where like, um, I qualify, I did all the qualifying questions, but it, right. kind of like what you're describing. And then once I, well, like I, I guess hit the, hit the answers that they needed to hit to say, okay, this is a qualified prospect. They then put me to somebody else to close. I'm sure it's a different technique, but. Is it the same? Is this the general same idea? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's. I would say it's. I guess kind of similar. Um, primarily, though, with with what we do, they're coming from a VSL that's telling them to book a call. Then they're filling out an application, and then they're coming on the call, and they're only speaking to that one person. They're not going to be speaking to more than one person unless there's an appointment setter involved. So you're and doing the closing. For, you're doing the closing for the business owner, then. Yes. Okay. Yes, the See, platform that's, directly. That's, yes. All right. Perfect. Yeah. The business owner, 
the business owner too is it the business owner is not my customer. That's not the person that works with me. I work with the actual closers themselves. Okay. Yeah. So I have no contact with the business owner at all. I mean, I do help my people decide if it's because look, this is a dangerous business. There's a lot of bad offers out there. There's a lot of offers that don't get people results. You don't want to work with them at all. So obviously I help them decide what's a good offer and what's not a good offer based on how much results they're getting and all that. Um, But primarily speaking, I don't have anything to do with the business owners at all. My, my job is to train the, the people to be good closers so that they can help the people enroll in programs that are actually going to help them. I got you. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Not that stupid. So, you know, we got a lot of people that listen to this that have, uh, you know, they have side hustles now, or, you know, they're thinking about doing a side hustle. You know, what would you say to those people? I mean, would they be potential uh, candidates for you? See, like the way I look at it is uh, a lot of people that start businesses are good at whatever it is they do, but they are not good at sales. I've had so many people that have left the agency world where I used to work for years and they're like, I'm going to go freelance. I'll make more money freelancing than I'll, I'll make working here at this nine to five job. So mm-hmm. they end up leaving thinking that they're going to charge the same amount of money as these big giant agency with all these connections used to charge 300 bucks an hour, say. Right. So they are oh, going to charge 300 bucks an hour. I'll work eight hours a day and I'll make this much money. Right. right. So that's what they think when mm-hmm. they get into it. They come to find out they're not very good at closing. They're not very good mm-hmm. at prospecting. I mean, they're pretty much the whole entire sales pipeline are, they're terrible at. And right. uh, they don't really know anybody because maybe they weren't mm-hmm. great networkers and they don't just have word of mouth business coming in. So I, I almost think doing something like what you're talking about, no matter what line of business you want to go into, it might actually make sense to just like come work at a place like what you're talking about doing uh, and and get some sales experience, get some on the phone sales experience, learn about sales funnels, learn how this stuff works, how to, how to qualify uh, leads, things like that. This would actually be almost like going to college for sales, but getting paid. And what's the, what I believe is the most important thing is that you're wasting other people's ad budget instead of your own. Yes. I tell yes. people that all Good the point. time. If you're going to start your own thing, and I encourage all my people, like if you want to go out and start your own offer, start your own, like do that. That's fine. But before you do that, waste somebody, I use that word, waste somebody else's ad spend and learn on their dime while you're getting paid. But my advice is this, similar to yours, like is this, is, is what I do the right thing? It could be. I don't really know. But what I will tell you is this. There are so many opportunities where anybody can go out and sell somebody else's thing. Just do one of those. It doesn't have to be my thing. It could be anyone's thing. But do do one of those. Like you can go out. There's there's, there's insurance companies online. You take a test. It takes you freaking two hours to do it. You take a test. You get your insurance license. It's not that hard to do. You go out and you get incoming calls all day long. Just get the reps in. Some way, somehow, just get in front of people and try to convince them to buy your thing, whatever it is. That's going to make you better, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever. That's going to make you better at what you do. Whether it's something that I do or something somebody else does, doesn't matter. Just get in front of qualified prospects and ask them to buy stuff. The more you do that, the better off you're going to be. I, yeah, I just love that that strategy as a mm-hmm. way for people to just kind of get their their feet wet in sales a little bit. 
Yeah. And you're right. You're selling other people's stuff. You're not even selling mm-hmm. your stuff. Like this is, you know, you're not spending money on these ads. These ads are coming right. in and you're getting paid to close these ads. What's the average, um, or maybe a range, uh, percentage wise of the deal that these salespeople are getting from, from closing these things. Primarily it's 10% pretty much across the board. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And if it's, and, and honestly, if it's anything 15, we see every once in a while, if it's anything above that, I usually tell them not to go with it. Oh, cause it's some shady. Yeah. It's going to be some shady. Yeah, or weird it's thing. brand new. Yeah. Or it's brand new and you don't want to go with something brand new. It, it could turn out. Okay. But we really want systems in place. Like I want people to go into, because again, most of this is learning, right? So we want to go into a process where the calls are set up already. The ads are running. The CRM is set up. We don't want people figuring it out because that's not going to help my people at all. Right. I want them to go into an offer that's bulletproof already. So I want them to be the fourth, fifth, sixth closer on the deal, not the first. So if they're offering 20% on a deal, that usually means that it's the first time they're doing it. Mm. And that's not going to work out very well. That so makes sense. 10%, 15% max. Other than that, it's probably not going to work out. Nice. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What are the, uh, what are people normally closing? Like, what are some of your favorite offers? Like I see every YouTube person right now is selling VPNs. Like every single one I'm selling Nord VPN, Express VPN. Like there's mm-hmm. so many VPNs out there. It seems like, like you mentioned CRMs before. How many CRMs do we need? I mean, there's got to be 30 CRMs out there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and, and, you know, Salesforce being the big dog, of course, but then you've got, you know, especially ones like HubSpot and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, uh, I guess you could even consider MailChimp as a CRM. I mean, you know, you're, you're generating newsletter leads from some offer that you're putting on your website or whatever, but, uh, what, what are, what are some of the good deals? What are some of the things, the products, and I don't know if you can even talk specifics, uh, but what, in your experience, what are some of the things people are out here selling? If you could even answer that. Uh, yeah, you- no, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So, so my, my favorite offers in the world are fitness offers. Ah. And the reason why that is, is because you can totally see the transformation right in front of your eyes. And that's the best thing in the world. You know, that, that to me is, um, and, and, and just for full transparency, I don't close a fitness offer. My fiance does, but like, once a month, her product owner sends out to all of her closers each deal that they close, a before and after picture of the people. And what you see these women go through, it's a, primarily a woman offer. What you see them go through is unbelievable. So she makes 400 bucks a deal or whatever it is, 10% commission on $4,400. So she makes that and that's money, whatever. But what really drives her is watching those women go from unhealthy and not confident and ashamed of themselves to, you know, maybe not miracle overnight, but over the course of a couple of months, they're getting better, better. She just had a deal the other day where the, the, the woman asked her husband to take the mirror out of her bedroom because she was ashamed to look at herself. Wow. The only goal of that coach was to get the mirror back in the bedroom. Now, after the second month, they had a picture of the mirror back in the bedroom. That's the transformation that, that I'm talking about. So that's why the fitness offers, I, I love them and I love putting people on them. Uh, finance offers are really good as well. I also love the like little stupid hobby offers. Like we have like photography things that people do and piano playing and tennis and golf and all these little crazy things that no one would ever think of. But what we do, the beauty of what we do is that it, it works in any niche out there. And a lot of times I think people try to start businesses online and they're boxed into, okay, I got to be an affiliate marketer. I got to be a product launcher. I got to be an ad person. 
With this, you don't. There's so many offers in these weird niches that no one ever thinks about that you can jump onto and you can talk to people about what you really like to do and you can make money doing it. You help other people doing it. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you wanted to do affiliate marketing as an alternative Mm -hmm. to this, like if you're thinking about doing affiliate marketing and we've looked into this and we've had affiliate people on the podcast too, one of the most difficult parts of that is where do I put all these links? Like, where do I, do I got to write a blog? If I write a blog, then I got to know a bunch of SEO. I got to know how to structure a page. I got to know, you know, create internal links, create external links. Mm -hmm. I've got to, you know, write the copy. I mean, I guess you could use ChatGPT for a lot of this nowadays, but I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work to be able to build this stuff up. You're posting things on Pinterest. I mean, there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of strategies I think people use when they're, when they're doing affiliate marketing, but essentially popping links as many places as you could possibly can. Reddit, any, anywhere you can, they'll let you put links, you put links, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, doing this doesn't require that. Like you're you're handing the leads to them on a silver platter essentially and saying, hey, close this five thousand dollar deal, you're gonna make five hundred bucks. Right. Yes. That, 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 that explains it perfectly. Yeah. And 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 I am the most anti-affiliate marketing person on the planet. <laughs> Just oh, this is no, no, no. This is interesting. I want to hear this. Like, yes. what is your what I, is your thing against affiliate marketing? I, I'd I love think to hear. It this. is the worst business model ever created on the planet. Mm. It's 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 horrible for everybody in almost every instance. There are two instances where it should be used, and that is it. I think people are getting taken advantage of by doing it. Um, I think it's it. Look, it's great for the product owner for sure. Because you have a bunch of people out there working for free, spreading your message, talking about how great you are, and 99% of them aren't making anything. So that's fantastic from a product owner standpoint, but from a from the, the affiliate standpoint, it's terrible. Now, it works really well if you have a massive YouTube channel and you want to post links underneath your thing. Yes. Fine, fair enough. Or maybe you have a podcast, you want to post some things in there. That's fine too. Or the only other way that it works really well is if you're a product launcher yourself, and you're looking for JV partners, right? So I'll go out and I'll say, I'll promote your thing. You promote my thing. I'm going to do that as an affiliate. He's going to do an affiliate for me. So there it works. That's JV relationships though. But as far as like, let me just go get a ClickBank affiliate thing and just go out and post it on Snapchat all day long. People don't have any money doing that. They're, they, all those people that talk about that are trying to sell you a product. And my people are probably closing you on it. So Yes, yes. But... Now you said it's great for it's great for people who are the product owner. So I own the product. If yes. I come up with something, maybe it's a SaaS product or whatever you're doing, you want to sell this thing. Maybe it's, you know, vitamins from China that you white labeled yes. or whatever. You want to mm-hmm. sell this thing, you contact you guys like berberine, right? Berberine is like a thing right now. Like a lot of people are into berberine or yeah, turmeric. I was actually just telling me that I play hockey and one of my, my, my teammates, I mean, he was like, I take this supplement. It's supposed to cure everything. And it's like, most of, uh, it was, that, that's what it was. He was talking about that. Berberine. Yeah. It's like great for your blood sugar and all kinds of stuff. But you know, they, you want to sell berberine, you want to sell turmeric, you want to sell cinnamon Mm -hmm. supplements, you know, you can go to China and you can get those things made and white label them. And, but now you got to build an audience. You've got to figure out a way to get people there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are going to go on ClickBank or whatever, and they're going to sign up for that. And they're going to say, Hey, I got a product. 
here's how much, and the margins are great on those. I mean, you're selling those bottles for 30 bucks and you're, you're getting them for three bucks or whatever. Sure. So you can give somebody, you know, two bucks a bottle for everybody that clicks and it's a great deal for you. But mm-hmm. I think doesn't like ClickBank and some of these other places, they take a cut and then you end up with only just like a small percentage of that. Right. And if they refund, you get charged back. Exactly. Yes. There's chargebacks. Yep. That's right. I always tell people if you're, if, if you're sold on affiliate marketing, the best thing you can do is go be a car salesman. Oh, because it's literally the same thing. The only difference is, is you make a whole bunch more money. You get a demo and you get vacation and sick time and health insurance. Yeah. Go do that because the, being, a, being an affiliate marketer for like JV zoo or something that it's just, it's not. And most of the, you don't know anything about the product. That's the other problem. Most of the, the products that I deal with, 5, 10, 15, 20 grand, if they're around for six months and they're not in jail yet, it's probably pretty good. And you're like, sort of, these people yeah. with these $19 products, they're, they're just coming and going every five minutes. And, you know, there's 45,000 chat GPT products already. And there's yeah. new ones launching every day. You're going to be an affiliate. You don't even know what you're getting into. And that's dangerous for your reputation. You know, yeah. that's, that's what worries about it with me too. It's, it's a reputation issue too. You, you can build a list relatively easily online. It's not hard to do. You, I believe you send one bad email to that list, no matter how much of a relationship you have with them, you're going to have a problem. Mm, yeah. And that's scary to me. You know, that's scary to me. That's why I, I just, I stay away from it. I, I promote my stuff. Sometimes I don't even promote my own stuff really. But like I'll promote stuff like this on a podcast interview, whatever, like that kind of stuff, or I found a really cool video on YouTube. I'll send it out to them, but I don't send other people's stuff ever pretty much to yeah. my list. What is the, uh, you guys are doing mostly B2C, right? Do you, is there anything in your world where you're doing like B2B sales? Yeah, a lot actually. Yep. Okay. Yeah. A lot of agency work. Oh, a lot of agency work. So like Facebook ad agencies, um, I just got off a call at, at, I was five minutes before I got on with you guys. I got off the call with a massive uh, funneling media. It's called, they, they build funnels, sales funnels for people that sell high ticket products. Oh, wow. And they, okay. they did like uh, the, the guy did, I think he did like 40 or 52 comma club award winners for click funnels. I might be messing the numbers up, but he did a lot of them. Um, and I just got on the phone with him five minutes before we started this interview. So yeah, there's a lot of agency work. There's a lot of, um, you know, we're doing something with solar right now where we're generating leads for solar companies all across the United States. That's another opportunity. So it, a lot of it is B2C, but there's also a lot of agency work as well. The agency work sometimes can require more work from you though. So that's more of like, you may have to do a two call close. You may have to follow up a little bit more. So it is a little bit of a different process sometimes, but it is definitely available for people that want it. So, so these companies out here, they'll, they'll build funnels for people like a click funnel type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they are driving leads to then to you guys. So, you know, yeah. I own an advertising agency, so I could hire one of the, and we do websites and logos and all that. So mm-hmm. we could hire one of these funnel building companies. What was the one that you mentioned? Uh, it's called funneling media. It's a good friend of mine. His name is Nick funneling media. Yep. Okay. So we hire funneling media, right? Funneling media builds us this funnel. Um, we get so many leads or whatever a day, 10 leads a day or whatever it is for our, you know, maybe website package or for like a reoccurring thing, $10,000 a month. We want to sell people on these marketing packages. So we want to sell them on that. So you guys would then take that call. The email would come in. You guys would, would pick up the phone 
you give them a call or you'd email them back and try to get them on a call, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so, so you would, you would hire one of my people. Oh, one of my people would approach you and say, I was trained by Kenny's company. I know how to close deals. Do you have an opportunity for a closer? And you would say, yes, and you gotcha. put them through your onboarding process and you bring them in. Nice. So it's, it, so you got one person, you don't have like, yeah, you know who this person is. You can sit yep. there and chat with them and yeah, oh, you, you, wow. you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hire my company. My no. company just trains the people. I, I actually teach people how to find offers. Nice. So they're going out and finding it like, they're, they're going out and finding the offers themselves. I teach them how to find the offer and how to close the deal. Um, and then, so, so they would be working directly for you, not for me. You would have, they would be an employee or a contractor of yours and you would put them through your training and you would pay them and all that. Wow. Which is nice because then you've mm -hmm. got that dedicated person and you don't have to constantly repeat yourself over and over again as the, like what you do. Right. Once that person's trained up, they know what's going yep. on. Yep. Yeah. It's not like a call center. And for the most part, you would have to train them a little bit on the offer. Uh, and that's pretty much it. You could, you can give them leads right after that and they'll be fine. Sure. Uh, so you're okay. Now it all, Jesus Christ, we're 45 minutes into this. <laughs> Kyle, come on. I'm just sitting here listening to the whole time. I'm like, man, this would work for a bunch of like maybe my companies or other people's companies that I know, you know? No. As soon as he said, train salespeople going to your company is like, ah, this makes this makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> so you, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a, um, a quasi staffing service too, a little bit. You get, you get, you get trained assassins to come to your, you get to come to your company. Yeah. yeah it, yes. But I just want to be very clear that we, we do not work with the offers themselves. What do you so, mean? And the, the reason why I'm saying that is because there are some other people that, that do this, mm. right. And they do, they have a little bit of a different model. So what they do is they'll, they'll charge people to get trained as closers. And then they will charge companies and say, we have a whole bunch of closers, pay us 10 grand and you get access to our people. Yep. There's a lot of offshore I people don't that charge do that. the companies. I don't talk to the companies. Yeah. I just work with the people. Yep. And I teach the people how to find those companies themselves. So they're not, they're not, they're not working with recruiters all the time because I, I, the way that I look at it is if you're dependent on me to get you an offer, then you're always going to be dependent on me. And I don't want you to be dependent on anybody. I want you to be your own person. I want you to be able to do it yourself. Yeah. There's plenty no, of yeah. offshore companies that do the whole, like, Hey, we've got just a entire room full of people in the mm -hmm. Philippines that all they do is, you know, they dial for dollars all day or whatever yeah. they're doing. And they're trying to, they're actually trying to drive leads. They're not even, I guess sometimes they could be answering the phone, but they're, they're out there trying to dig in leads. You're yeah, offering this. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, this is a side hustle good. opportunity. He's got, he's got trained assassins. He's got guys that know what they're supposed to be doing, how to do it. And then they, you know, they get trained up and they're kind of like, all right, young Padawan, we've, I've taught you what I can. Now That's you go and be a Jedi for whatever planet you want to be. Yeah. And we actually <laughs> do like, we, we, we definitely do that. And I, and I always tell people like, we can only practice so much. It's time to get in the game and like take real calls now. Right. But we meet every morning, like all me and my people, we meet every single morning at nine o'clock. We do about a 20 minute, just a rah, rah sales meeting, huddle thing. We meet once a week, Wednesday nights, we call it script reading. And we actually go through the entire script line by line. And I have everyone in the room do one or two parts and we do it every single week. So they're consistently being trained, even when they're on offers. They're, they're meeting with me every day um, and we're going through the script all the time. 
Where'd you cut your teeth at? Like where, where'd you learn how to do all this and where'd you become the, uh, like a sales expert and get into a position where you know enough that now you can teach these people these skills? Yeah, it's a good question. So when I was 15 years old, um, I opened up the newspaper because we didn't have all this cool internet stuff back then. Um, and I found an ad that said no experience to required unlimited income potential. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I ever seen. So uh, <laughs> I went in and got hired on the spot. And the person basically told me that he showed me two pieces of paper just like this. And he said, you're going to read this to them. And every time you get to the bottom of this and they say, yes, you get 25 bucks. And I, I asked the guy a question. I said, is there a limit as to how many times I can do that? He never answered me, but he said, you're going to be great at this. <laughs> Six months later, I dropped out of high school because I was making about $2,500 a week doing that. Nice. I went into the stock business when I was 18, got my series seven 63 when I was 18 years old. Uh, from there, lasted a few years there. Firms got shut down and on and on and on. Went into the mortgage business for a little while, sold cars for a few years, started my company in 2007. Went through launching a whole bunch of different products, settled on this about three years ago. Wow. Nice. And I always tell people I am not an entrepreneur. That is not what I do. I'm not a business person. That's I don't know anything about business. I don't like business. Um, it yeah. bores the crap out of me. I am a salesperson. You're a process. You're a processes guy. You I'm a salesperson. Yeah. I, I just, I, I want to be on the phone with leads all day, getting them to buy stuff. Yeah. You have your process. You know how yeah. to, do, you know how to, you know how to get with people emo emotionally, you get on an right. emotional level, like you said earlier, and you help guide them to the correct choice. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like accounting and like bookkeeping and HR, like that stuff is, Nobody, Nobody likes that. Yeah, well, what, what like do you, all that stuff? Like I've never had a logo in my life. I don't have a business plan. I just kind of like sell stuff. I met my, actually my guy in long Island. He's the only person I think I've ever met that actually enjoys doing that stuff. He eats like <laughs> he, he gets excited about it. I'm like, I, you do it then just go do yeah, it. I, I don't want to touch it. That stuff seems awful to me. Like I couldn't do it. So what do you, what kind of person do you look for? So everybody's listening to this. They're, they're interested. They're like, Hey, wow. Yeah, I could, I could get on the phone. I don't have a problem getting on the phone. It, like I, man, 500 bucks. Like you make one or two sales a day and you're doing all right. What, mm -hmm. what do you, uh, what do you look for in a person? What kind of personality do they need to have, you know, to contact you and, and be serious? Like you don't want crappy people who are just, uh, they want to beat around the bush, looky loo. And you know, you want people that are actually serious. And, and I'm sure you've done this enough that there is a a personality type or mm -hmm. a person, a, a situation that these people are in where they, they make the perfect salespeople. Yes. So I can, I can describe the person for you. Ah. Um, and you're right. I, I don't want, I, I, I'm very strict with, with who we, we filter out a lot of people because our success rate is extremely high. It's about 65% right now, which is unbelievable in this industry. Um, and I don't want to ruin that. So I do filter out a lot of people, but here's, here's the way that I can, I can describe this for you. If you ever go to a supermarket or Walmart or whatever, and you go to the register and the person's just like, kind of like scanning the stuff and like looking down and like, looks like he wants to kill himself. That's not the person that I want to work with. But the person who comes out is like, Oh, I love that shirt. That's awesome. Oh, I bought this last week. This movie's amazing. I read this book. The person that's talking outgoing, friendly, bubbly, 
That's the person that I want to work with. When I was in the stock business, I got my series 763, started selling stock. We had to hire cold calls. That's our first step after we open accounts. The way we hired cold calls, lead generators underneath us was we would go out to lunch and bring people back from McDonald's, Subway, wherever we were. The best cashier, we'd be like, come with us, man. You'll kill it. You'll be a millionaire in three years. Come with us. That's how we hired people. We take them off registers because that's the, in my opinion, if you're dealing with people that way and you're outgoing and you're, and you're talking to them, if you can just do that, reading this, instead of making $10 an hour, you're making 10 grand a month. Oh, wow. Waitresses and waiters too are another good one. Oh, interesting. Well, that's how we started, Adam. We were all ex-college athletes and um, former doc workers. I mean, it was basically guy. It was the guys that knew time and had time in it, management skills from athletics in college, or guys mm-hmm. that do the grind of being on a shipping dock. Yep. Well, that's another thing too. Athletes, athletes are really good at this too because they're competitive, competitive by nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm very athletic. I run all the time. I work out all the time. I play hockey. That pretty, you know, I pretty seriously still even at my age. I've been playing my whole life, but um, the competitive nature in sales works very well. What position do you play? I'm a defenseman, but my team puts me at forward all the time. And I look lost out there, but I try my best. I've been playing since I'm five though. So it's, it's been a while. Yeah. I don't like playing out of position. No, me neither. They put me at a wing and I'm like, I, I know I'm supposed to cover the point, man, but like how deep do I go top of the circle? Like where am I supposed but you know, I'm pretty quick on my feet. So they like the fact that I can kind of beat the defender out and try to go on breakaways every once in a while. <laughs> there you go. Well, man, it's been awesome. I, I think this is really, really cool. Tell people, you know, if, if I'm out here and I'm interested in this, it sounds like something I might want to, I want to get into. And I mean, this sounds like a great hot side hustle. I mean, you work when you want, you make as much money as you want, really, depending on how many calls you want to get on a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm interested in something like that, how do, how do I reach out? How do I find you? Is there a, you know, outside of just the website, um, you know, and then give the website address, but, but any other ways that you, you would, people can kind of dig around and look maybe your Instagram or whatever. Yeah. So my Instagram is Kenny Cannon, K-E-N-N-Y-C-A-N-N-O-N 98. Uh, same thing on Facebook. You can friend request me there talk to me there. I'm a very open person. I'm not like one of those people that hides behind me. Message me. I'll answer any question you have. Uh, you can also go to virtualclosingacademy.com slash podcast. And, and I'm going to give you a PDF that kind of outlines the five steps that we do. Um, and that will kind of just let you know if it's for you or not. And, um, you know, I'm not really, even though I am a salesperson, that's what I do. I'm not a pressure person. I know that this is for some people and it's not for some people and that's totally fine. Um, and the other thing that I'll tell you is this, it, yes, this is a great side hustle, but it is also something that definitely can lead to much more than that. It starts off that way. But like I said before, if you're going to start your own thing, you might as well waste someone else's ad budget while you get good at it and get paid for it. So that when you start your own thing, it's easy because if you don't have to close deals, you don't have an ad budget. Cause you close. Yeah. This is, this is what I would like to add to this. Finally add something. Of <laughs> value to this Freaking podcast. It said, if you're going to choose this as a side hustle coming from sales, this is the one side hustle where the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And you're not going to see anything financially from that part of it. You're just going to get better at being on the phone. And this, because when you're on the phone with people, you've got 15 seconds to make them want to listen to the rest of the phone conversation. And if you yep. saw that first 15 seconds, 
you're going to suck forever. And the only way to get good at it is to get hung up on like 500 times. Yep. The reps. That's it. We never get hung up on them. Like ever. <laughs> well, we don't because they're in, they're, they're scheduled calls. Yeah. I, I understand. But you lose that. You still lose that. Yes. You still 100%. lose that in sale. If, if you don't, the first part of the script, I hate this word, but the first part of the script is rapport. If you don't do that, calls over. And I don't like the word rapport, but the first part of the script is that. Because I believe rapport is built the whole time. It's not, it's not a it's not a box you check. You start there and you build it throughout the whole conversation. If it's not being continuously built, you're losing it. And that's a problem. You can't close that rapport. So if you but you're right, if you if you miss that first part, it's over. But yes, I agree. You have to get the reps in. Starts off as a side hustle. You can always do something else later on with your own business. But you, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to sell stuff. You have to. There's no question about it. You cannot be an entrepreneur and not learn how to sell. And that's the most uncomfortable thing for people to do because yeah, for sure, even, even with even with your with what you've got going on, there's still the chance that they're going to say no at the end. Yep. People hate being told no until yep. you build the cow. So until you build that callus over your heart and soul, yep. it's, uh, it's brutal. So the like yeah. reps, reps, reps. That's it. That's the name of the game. Just keep doing it over and over again. Love it, man. Kenny, I appreciate you being on the show, sir. This sounds like a great idea and something a lot of people could, uh, could potentially do. And it sounds like they got the right person teaching them. So, uh, congratulations with doing this and, and, and starting this up and helping people out and, uh, good luck with everything. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Kenny. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Side Hustle City. Well, you've heard from our guests. Now let's hear from you. Join our community on Facebook, Side Hustle City. It's a group where people share ideas, share their inspirational stories, and motivate each other to be successful and turn their side hustle into their main hustle. We'll see you there, and we'll see you next week on the show. Thank you.